You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. How are you all? Thanks for joining us. Episode 2 of... A question of Arsenal. I hope you're all well. Hope uh, we find you fine. Hope you're all feeling good. Uh, good evening, good evening, good evening to you in the chat. Everyone coming in there now. How, how are you? Hope you're all well. Remember, this show tonight is all about you. So if you've got questions that you want to ask me and Lee, please get them into the chat and we will ask them. This is episode two of A Question of Arsenal. Lee Judges, how are you, sir? I am good. Very, very good. I'll tell you what I am. A bit warmer than what I was earlier on. I come in from, uh, from work this morning. I didn't put me eating on light, you know, and I was absolutely freezing. But uh, I'm all right now. I'm going to do what you asked me to do all the time and retweet that. So I've done that. Oh, thank you very much. You no worked problem. out how to do it? No problems at all. I know how to do that now. <laughs> so that's all done. So, yeah, um, I'm all good. I'm all good. So, uh, um, been a been a good week so far, on it? Two wins on the spin. Absolutely, mate. It's, it's, um, it's, it's all right to be an Arsenal fan at the moment. Um, yeah, Burnley and, coming up at the weekend. And, and you know, all good. All good in the hood, as they say. Like, you know, beat so, them uh, and uh, beat them top fours only. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's a dumb, dumb, oh. dumb statement, that, wasn't it? A bit of a dumb statement, that. Bit of a dumb and dumber one. Yeah, never mind. You and Harry, you like, love it. You like, absolutely give it on the old WhatsApp, you two. I tell you, like, yeah, I mean, old dumber and dumber. Well, I you don't really. I, I wouldn't say give it. Well, I don't know. You do. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say give it. You do. You think so? Yeah, a couple of keyboard warriors. That's all I'm saying. Like, uh. you know <laughs> Oh, if I could upload the WhatsApp chat to Twitter. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. Dearie, dearie me. What stage Let's crack on, mate, Joey, because I know, I, I know, you've, I know you've, we've only got about 45 minutes tonight because you've got a very important gig to do after this. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Do you want to tell everyone what you're doing? It's quite. I think I'm it's doing, amazing. It's an amazing I'm doing gig. A, a question and answer thing for a, a university in America, like that. So I'm looking forward to that, like you know. So that's amazing. Yeah, for, for, yeah. About fo- about football, I would imagine not dry cleaning. Imagine about football, about um, you know um, Arsenal, I suppose, and whatever they want to ask me. So um, you know, uh, obviously, I'm an intellectual myself, so uh, it should be quite fun, like that. Must I mean. be the glasses, or they must have heard you talking about the fine arts last week. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. Like, I, mean, I, I have no one ask about the fine arts because I will be clueless. Let's crack on, mate. We've got our first question. It came from Twitter. We've got some questions rolling in now. Remember um, to get your questions in. Hello to everyone. Good evening, Karen. Uh, good evening, Arsenal First. Go. Good evening to Mori, Brad, Pramud. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, much, much appreciated. If you want to become a member uh, of the channel, then you know where the link is. It's below in the description. Just press the join box or click the link in the description um, to become a member if you would like to. Obviously, all memberships gratefully appreciated and thank you to you all who have joined as members already so the first question i had it all set up and of course my whatsapp's just gone off and it's gone oh no here it is so this message comes in uh, this question comes in lee from john joseph daly on twitter so john if you're watching uh, thanks very much for your question mate what's your thoughts on martinelli being rested for the season maybe when lacazette leaves he will be our number one on the left wing Saka on the right, Erber in the middle. Pepe can cover both wings. Laka at the moment is increasing in price while playing over Martinelli. Do you know what? That's a nice point, that. Yeah, <laughs> to keep playing Laka's there um, and to try and increase his price. Because I know, I know, I know this bothers you, Lee, doesn't it? This Martinelli thing. Yeah, it does um, bother you. It yeah, does bother you. So, yeah. in, response to, in response to John's question, mate, go for it. Yeah, I think listen. I think that it's a difficult one when 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 Lacazette plays as well as he did against Leicester. It's a very very difficult one for that. I, I, you know, I don't think that he that necessarily Lacazette gets in in front of uh, uh, Martinelli. I think that um, you know a different sort of a player. But I, I do think that Martinelli probably one day could go down the middle. That could be there. But so maybe he's. That's what's going to happen there, but I'm I'm just worried about the lack of game time for him. What what worries me is not so much at the moment, you know. Fair enough, uh, Pepe came in and done exceptionally well. Willian did at the weekend. It's like games like when we're four one up against Newcastle with 20 minutes to go, and there's um, <clears throat> no chance of uh, Martinelli coming on. Like, um, yes, he's still learning the game, as uh, Ant says in the um, in the chat. But I've 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 been fortunate enough to watch him a few times. Um, not only is he, his play, his work rate, his endeavour is as, is as good as anybody's and, and the boy can finish. And when you look at our side at the moment, we we lack that. We, you know, And uh, I'm not saying that we should be starting him week in, week out, but I do believe he should be getting minutes learning for, for, for the next couple of years. And, and I'm seeing Willian getting um, time in front of him justified at the weekend, I will say that with a brilliant performance, and also on Thursday. But before those games, can you tell me that Willian deserves to be in front of him? Absolutely not. That's the point that I'm making. But um, I I think that um, other players come straight back from injury. We've said about, um, you know, Partey, for instance, injured, straight back into the squad and getting minutes straight away. Why? Because obviously the manager wants him straight back. In in the in the team at some stage, I, I you know it doesn't seem like he's bothered about 
uh, bringing in Martinelli. But I do think that Martinelli is uh, a better prospect than Willian. And, and I would have to say that if I was Pepe, I'd be a little bit disappointed about my lack of game time. So it's very, very difficult. But for me at this moment in time, uh, I am starting to get worried about Martinelli, yeah. Because in, your, think- in, your, in your humble opinion, do you think it's Arteta worried to play him? After this, because he's because he obviously had a bad knee injury, then he comes straight, but he came straight back at a couple of had I think it was two games and then got injured in the warm up. Do you think it's Arteta protecting him, or do you think it's Arteta doesn't fancy him? It, it could be, but then I'll ask the same question of say somebody like Callum Chambers hasn't hardly played at all, like you know what I mean. But we're not worried about Callum Chambers so much because mm. it's not. Uh, as exciting as Martinelli, but Callum Chambers was doing well before he got injured. He's not had no chances. So it could well be that, you know, that he's, they're training, getting them physically fit, you know, which is, a, which is, which is not a bad thing. I don't think it's a good thing when you say like six, seven weeks ago, um, we was rushing him back into the team because we was, you know, struggling. Mm. Um and, and, and Arteta was probably guilty for doing that, rushing him back. Now, now the team's playing well. We don't need to rush him back. So there is a point on that. I, I get that. But my my point being, when you're three or four one up, yeah, it's a good point, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no risk, is there? Short no well, risk. You know, what I mean? you would that's hope that there wouldn't be. Yeah, that's, and that's my worry. Why don't you you know do that? It'd be interesting to see what happens at the weekend. Burnley, does he play or don't he? Mm. Or does he get some sort of minutes? It'd be interesting. Very interesting. Let's move on to the next one. This comes in. So thank, well, thank you to John uh, for bringing that uh, good question in um, on Twitter. This one comes in from Arsenal first. Good evening to you, mate. Thanks very much for coming along um, and supporting us. Craig and Lee, what players would you let leave in the summer? Ooh. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'd let Bellerin go. I'd let Lewis go. I would probably let Granite Xhaka go. Eddie. Nelson. Pains me to say it, but I'd probably let Lacazette go as well if we could get some good money for him. Mm. Um, I've liked Lacazette of late. Like we said a couple of weeks ago, if we could merge Aubameyang's goal-scoring abilities into Lacazette's fitness levels and Christ, what a striker we'd have on our hands. Yeah, so for me, that's probably the list of players I'd let go. I mean, then obviously, out of sight, out of mind, I've forgotten about Guendouzi. I've forgotten about Lucas Torreira. Players that we can get money for. And I yeah. think I think we're going to have to sell these players if we want yeah. to sign players because I can't see Cronky putting his hands in his pockets. Yeah, I'll I, I, I make you right. I think we've got, to, we've got to sell. And that's why I would probably say Eddie has to go. Lacazette. Um even Nelson or Willock, one of them two. Mm. What about Guendouzi, Lee? Would you bring him back in? Yes, I would do because he's an improvement. He's, a, he's mm. an upgrade on, say, someone like El Nenny. I would keep. I would. I would keep Guendouzi as a as a player to bring in. I bring in Basuma, somebody like that as well. But I would. Yeah, I, I, I think that Guendouzi is uh, uh, an improvement on on players that we've got. Torreira, I'd let go because I'm nothing against Torreira. I just don't think that the Premier League suits him. No. Um, Bellerin, yes, if, if if good money comes in for him, I, I would. I would. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily let David Louise go because you know we ain't going to get nothing for him and I think that maybe he could be a good squad player for us. Granite Shaka, um I, I think that I'd keep for another year because I, I think that we could use him for another year before pushing it on a little bit. That that would be the only reason on that one. So, um, but I think that by getting rid of these players, we can get three or four yeah. top players in, and I think we need that. We need three or four, and if we have to sacrifice five or six, so be it. So be it. Yeah. Thanks very much for your question. Um, hope you um, like the answer. This one comes in from Brad Richardson. Good evening, mate. Thanks for coming and joining us. Thanks for thanks for your question. Thoughts on the reports of Arsenal making contact? Um, for, I think is it pronounced Eduard Ed, Ed Eduard of no, Celtic? No, yeah, no, Eduard, I think it's Ed, Eduard or something like that. Um, Eduard Celtic striker. Yeah, looks looks good. Looks good. Yeah, big tall yeah, lad. Big yeah. tall, powerful lad. Year, year left of his contract, as actually said to Celtic, um, that he's not going to sign a new contract. So they've either got to sell him or let him let him see out the last year of his contract and then go for nothing. They're not going to do that. They need the money. Um, listen, we've made mistakes before by not going into the to the to the Scottish market. Um, Van Dijk, uh, a big um, one of them, and it, uh, so, um, and there's been a few good players come back so, uh, from Celtic, and mm-hmm. uh, you know like what Tierney done at, um, uh, has done for Arsenal. So I think that you know he's sort of opened the waves to not be so. Um, what's the word? Snobbery about snobbery, yeah, snobbish, yeah, snobbish about uh, Scottish football. So uh, Van Dyke come from Celtic. Van Dyke, you know, um, Spurs. It was one of midfielder at Spurs. We was looking at him before he went to Southampton. Um, oh, big strong midfield. Player, oh, uh, Wayne Yama, Victor Wayne Yama. Yeah, 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 like. yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was he was a player that. Arsenal looked at and then decided, oh no, and uh, you know, carved out a good career in the Premier League. So I think that we've got to be looking at that like from that point. So for me, I, I think that um, uh, I, w- I would actually look to um, to do that. And I think that we need someone that's got um, aerial ability. And I think that's yeah. what he's got. And if we can, I yeah, I think they're quite in 20 odd million, aren't they? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as that. I would actually say probably. Um, um, I would probably say like, you know, 15, 15 millions. My brightness yeah. too. Someone said to bet my brightness. This one comes in from John Foster. Craig, was you a penalty spot goalkeeper specialist? Not really, mate. Um, not really. Penalties as a goalkeeper, in my opinion, is pure luck. Especially if you're playing Sunday League because you can't get no chance to um, study the players. I know some professional goalkeepers would... For example, Leno might be looking at the Burnley strikers, watching where they put their penalties over the last few penalties. So he's got a, so he's got a heads up. But not really, mate. Although I have got quite a funny story. I was playing for my local side here in Ireland, and we got to a semi-final of of it was at the time called the AIB Shield. We were in the semi-final. We were three 0 down. We brought it back to three three. Went to extra time. Four three down. Back to four three, penalties. Four four. I, I, uh, sorry, yeah, back to four four. Went to penalties. I saved three, and we still lost. Yeah. So there you go. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, here, where, where's this one comes in from? 
John, oh, cheers, Craig, for asking my question. Cheers, Lee, for your honest opinion. Great show, uh, like as always. Thank you very much, John. Thanks no, for coming right. on. Thanks, John. This one coming in from the man like KC, who actually tomorrow, if you're around at half 11, me and Kevin will be having a chat about the Arsenal and everything surrounding it um, at the moment. Kevin says we need to take time with Martinelli. He's only a young player and needs needs time after a long injury and injury scares. Thanks, Kevin. Got to, look, got to back his mate, hasn't he? I can't help it if there's someone else out there that talks sense. I'm not having it, Campbell. Not having it, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not having it. This one comes in from PW. Arteta seems to have issues with some of the young players. Martinelli, Guendouzi, Saliba. It's part well, of his no, job to manage say that. You know what I mean? Kevin has spoken. You know what I mean? Saliba must have been injured and uh, they must have injuries. So, uh, you know, we'll leave it at that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this one comes in from Pramud. Thank you very much for coming along, sir. How are you? Lee, your thoughts on people? Oh, okay. Your thoughts on people saying if Martinelli is not going to get the minutes, then should he go out on loan? No, because I, I do think that he will get minutes eventually. Like Maybe it is because of the injuries. You know, So we're, we're at this moment in time getting the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what happens next season. I think that if, if he... As far as I'm concerned, I think that he should be starting. I, I think that once he's had a year, of, uh, well, to the end of the season, you know, training, maybe getting some minutes, come next season, I think, you know, 20 years of age, I think he'll start. I think it's a little bit different also that he is actually from a different country, so he's got to still be learning everything and all that. Like. So let's let, let's let's trust in uh, uh, Kevin's mate, Mikel, and we're going for <laughs> Uh, this one comes in from JSG. Thank you very much for your question, mate. How many players do we need to bring into this start in 11 to become a consistent, serious side in this league? You've always said four, haven't you? I've You've always, always said four, four, to be fair. Yeah, You've I, always I think, said four. Name the four, mate. Tell us where and what positions we need. Well, I'd say I think like another striker uh, with, with, with a different... I think that with, with, uh, with all the players we've got up front at the moment, they're all a little bit similar. So I would... Maybe get rid of one, two, bring in someone that's got big, powerful, big strength, can head the ball, something like that. I definitely think we need to upgrade the midfield with two players. Um, we need a, you know, like an older guard sort of a player. Mm. He's don't forget he's alone at the minute, so he's not he's not going to be here next season like the way it's looking. I think we need to bring in a quality player in that position, uh, another midfield player alongside him. And I, and I believe um, a right-sided central defender. Um, we've got Saliba, um, we've got Mari and um, Gabriel. So I think that we've got uh, some good central defenders there. I think we need one real quality one, like you know, whether it be uh, to go alongside. I think Saliba will get get chances next season. He's doing bits in France at this moment in time, but uh, but someone there. If not, let's get the quality right back that we mm. need. Absolutely. Would you take Udegaard if there if there was a chance to sign him? Yeah, I would. I've, yeah, I've I would too. He's impressed me. I've, I've been impressed with him, like. Yeah. But I, I will say this about about it. You know, Arsenal went all um, all summer trying to get a while. So why would they change their their attack and then go and get Udegaard? But do you think we might go for that? Do you reckon we might go back for him? Well, there's a possibility because I, I think that um, the French. French uh, league is struggling financially, so I think yeah. the deal could be done. But you know, if 
there's a you know if he wants to come then fantastic if he don't Ulegaard seems like he's he, he wants to play for Arsenal but you know um, it, it's like uh, you know if if um, sometimes you play a put put a player on loan they've got no intentions of ever playing for that club it's just to get experience so with me I think Ulegaard's been at Real Madrid quite a while now I think this is. Yeah, he's been there since he was 16, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's been loaned out four times out Mm. of six. Maybe it's time to move on. And so we might might actually get him at a good time. Might get him for a good time and might get him for a good price. Yeah, yeah. He does look good. He's impressed me. I've got to say. Yeah, I think he'd be a great signing um, if we could get him in. Uh, What's this one here? This one comes from Carol. Uh, Carol? Karen, sorry. My apologies, Karen. Last week you spoke about your playing career, Craig. Can Lee tell us anything about his? Whoa! Yeah, we are. Well, what the do you judges. What do you want to know? What, what, what do we want to know? We want to know who you played for because you played at quite a high level. Um, yeah. So who did you play Who did you play for? Who? I'll tell you what. So who did you play for? Who was the best player you played against? And what was the biggest game you ever played in? Oh, I'm one one. I, I played professionally. Well, it was like uh, with a professional club. What I'd rather not say. Um, so we will leave it at that. Go on. Uh, no, we rather not say. We rather not say. Does it begin with a T? Uh, could do, might do. Like you know what I mean. So, uh, so I'm not going to say too much on that. I Just to let you to... all know that Lee Judges will not be on this podcast again after this <laughs> one. And then uh, I went to and played for Hendon. Then um, I tell you what, one of the best players I played against. I played with some good players, you know. What I mean, like, uh, back in the day, um, to name that, Steve Sedgley was was a player that I played with for a while. Very, very good player. Um, I would say like uh, Paul Turner it was who went who was at Arsenal. Uh, was a very very good player. Probably the two like when I was growing up, we, we, we was all like in competition for each other. Very very good. Um, Andy Edmonds was about a year older than me, but he was in the same year at school. And he was a very very good player. I was at Spurs. Um, so best Spurs, player, then. best player I played against would have to be at the same was Graham Roberts. Oh, Spurs. really? Yeah, yeah. Played against him when I was when he was at Enfield. He was at the end of his career. Learned mm. a bit off of him. I'll tell you a little story about him. I, I, I thought, right, I was only, yeah, I was probably about 19 at the time and um, I thought, well, I'll, I'll leave one on him. Fact, like, you know what I mean? Sorry, I'll leave him. I'll, I'll leave one on him. So I left one on him and um, it was a good one as well, like, you know, and um, I thought he was going to get, you know, when you're like, you're prepared, right, come on in. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> he never said a word, Craig, never said a word. You know what I mean? Like, just, Dusted himself up, didn't say a word, got back on with it. So for the for and that was in about the first ten minutes of the game. And from that moment on, he had me because I I just thought he was going to do me every time, like you know what I mean. So I was off my game without him even saying anything, yeah. like you know what I mean, like you know. So carried on the carried on the game, and uh, he never he never so he done me, and I and I never forgot that. As soon as the game finished, just shook me hand and said, "Well played" and all that, like, and and I and I thought the silent assassin, you know, you know, when someone goes, "Oh, I'm going to do this, going to give it," and yeah, I, mean, yeah. you know what I mean, he never, uh, and this is a player that could play because it was our, he was an hard, 
but he never said nothing to me. But he got in my head, and every time I got the ball, I think he's going to do me, he's going to do me. But he never did. And he just put me off my game. And I I, I, I learned a lot from that. Bit from of experience. That, from that experience. Like, yeah, so he was there. One of the best players I played with was um, a player like, um, unfortunately, he's passed away now, uh, a player called Dermot Drummy at, at Hendon. He was different class. He was like Irish international, played at Arsenal. Then yeah. it uh, was... Um, um, coach at Chelsea, um, like done all like the youth team at Chelsea and all that. And actually, or when when he got a bit older, he actually took me um, to where he was manager of where, and he asked me to go over there. And the reason that I went there was because of was was because of him. Uh, fantastic in midfield, and I tell you what, what the greatest thing I, I went to Hendon when um, Ian Dowie was playing. Uh, Ted Hardy was the manager, and. There was a stage where where you go into a team and all that, and they wouldn't talk to you because they're worried about losing their money. It was a, the click. You always get that club. Sometimes you have to get yourself in before you know, like you know. And uh, I was only young, and I was a bit intimidated by everything at that moment in time. But Dermot Drummy was the best player uh, in the team, as far as I was concerned. But when I walked in the dressing room, how you doing? You're all right. You know, what I mean, made me feel at home. Um, where the others didn't so much, you know, and um, uh, yeah, so I, I always thought that when I be, become a senior player, that's how I would treat the younger players, and I did. You yeah, know? when a yeah. younger player come in, that was what it was. Like. I remember going going into the bar, and you know that you know with my dad, and they turn your back on you because you, you know they didn't want they didn't want you in in the you had to have saying about you back in that day where you had to prove yourself because it. You know, it was people's mortgages and things like that. You know, um, we all had jobs, but they was all like getting good money back then, that day. So they didn't want to, um, they didn't want you to to take their place. And it was, yeah. you know, so, but that's how it was, you know what I mean? So good times, but tough times as well, like, you know, tough times. Yeah. When men were men. When men were men. Men were men. You used to share the baths together as well, like, you know what I mean? I'll never forget that. I've got a little funny story about this. You used to jump, you know, like the communal baths, they, which, you know, unbelievable were, were sort of like... When yeah, right down at Ipswich, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, went to it, like when you played Enfield, they had the baths and all that, like, and you'd always have the bit of mud on them. We, I remember we, we played in a cup game over at Felton and um, by, by the old youth prison place, it is Felton, but they had a um, plastic pitch, which was like... There was only, like, a few about, like, loot and in, in the day. They weren't, like, as common as what they were now. And um, so, like, after the game, there weren't no mud. So it was just this clear bath, and you could just see, like, 12, 14 willies, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it wasn't, it Very wasn't nice. the same jumping in the baths ever again, like, do you know what I mean? So, swiftly uh, moving on. Swiftly, yeah. move, swiftly moving on. Uh, this one comes in from Cheap Heat Productions Podcast. Thanks very much for your question, Maurice. Thank you very much for joining me, mate. Question for both of the lads. What would we class as a successful season? I'll let you answer that one first. Europa League. To but win the Europa, to win the Europa League, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to win the Europa League. League. Oh, yeah. Listen, I took that all day at the, at the beginning of the season. If you just said to me, what, what do you reckon? Like, you're top four. Uh, you know, realistic. I didn't think we was going to win the title, but Europa League. I, I would would take that. It gets us everything we want. It gets us fans the trophy, which yep. is what we what we want. It gives the money men and the bald Champions League football, which is what they want. Exactly. Yeah, I was, it would have been my answer too. Um, I think I know you think I'm abs- You know, I know you think I'm mad, but a top six, you know, a top six, top five place, 
Europa League win. That's a successful season for me after the season that he's had. Um, he's had a terrible season. There's no hiding that fact. Um, so, yeah, the only thing we, we really, the only thing we've got left to look forward to is the Europa League. So, to win the Europa League, I suppose, would be um, the most successful thing we could do um, and to make the to make the season a success. Where is that one gone now? I hate it when it does that. It moves on so quick. Um, here it is. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Do you think, like, just while you're looking for that, like, it's yeah. unbelievable, like, going back in there, like, you, you jump in a bath with 12 other blokes, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, look, we've all got this. We've all got this it would be unheard of. You, that, you wouldn't do it. I don't suppose they'd do it now, but we all had the nah. same bits and, we all had the same bits and bobs. Yeah. I can remember yeah. playing for Clacton Town. And and we had the old, you know, the length of showers. Do you know? There was about 10 showers in a line, you know? No, yeah, no division, yeah. no, no nothing. You all just jumped in and that was it. I remember getting sent off once and had the bath to myself. That was good. <laughs> this one comes in from Michael Casey. Should Pablo Mari start more often, guys? He's definitely out. He's definitely our most composed centre-half and has had a fantastic reading of the game. I honestly think he's a top, top defender, proper leader. Hmm. Now, listen, I, I, my, my answer to that is, like, you know, people forget about this. Before Gabriel got that um, COVID and everything like that, it, I think he won three out of four player of the months. You know, it was outstanding. But I don't, I think since the COVID things come back, he's been a little not been not been at his powers. He's, he's struggled a little bit. So, um, you know, with with without knowing too much about, I think COVID COVID is can affect everybody in different ways. Some people get over it quicker than others. I think he's, he's suffered a little bit more than than some on it, like you know. So, um, I, I would I would actually think that, um, but. Since he's come back, he hasn't been quite as good. I think he has been a little bit erratic, if I'll be honest. Mm. Pablo Mari's come in and I think it's been fantastic. When have you seen someone do what what he done to... Um, well, you've certainly not seen... Jamie Arsenal Vardy. Play, yeah. Jamie Vardy. So, uh, I've been very, very impressed with him, like, you know. So, um, for me, for me, um, on current form and looking at it, I would play Mari. I would, uh, in, I, I would play um, Gabriel on um, Sunday, uh, Saturday... If he does well, then I play him on the Thursday. But uh, you know, if he has another shaky game, he had an awful game against Benfica. Yeah, he did. He awful. did. You know Very I mean? bad. So, Very bad. So, so for me, I think that um, you know, uh, Mari deserves a shout. Yeah, definitely. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with Michael. I think Pablo Mari has been very consistent. Um, I know he's had a bit of a clangor there at, uh, against Leicester for the first goal, but you can't. You know, I'm not going to blame him solely for it. I mean. When you've got, when you look up and see three of your teammates going to mark a fella that hasn't got the ball, you know what more can you do um, except try and chase him down? But again, like you say, the way he, the way he handled Vardy um, against Leicester, I mean, let's have it right. Jamie Vardy's still a very, very good striker. Yeah, 100%. and the way and, and you know, the, I know the saying goes around a lot, and this, that, and the other. But he, Pablo Mari did have him in his pocket all game. Yeah, um, for me, so. Anyone that can keep Jamie Vardy quiet, you're talking about a man who who holds the record for most goals scored in a row, and you know England international, and well, ex England, ex England international. So for Pablo Mari to do a job on him, he's surely got to have some bit about him. Surely, yeah, hundred percent. I just uh, someone put in a chat earlier on. Burnley were winning one 0 
obviously went Burnley one 0 I actually thought they were saying like Burnley were going to beat Arsenal one 0 but I've just realised. Are they playing Leicester? Isn't it? Yeah, they're playing Leicester now. Like one one now. It must have been a six o'clock kickoff. So I didn't know that. So um, I'm thinking that's a bit bit out of order. Sheffield United are beating Villa, by the way. Interesting. Bad results. This one comes in from Matthew. Thank you very much for the question, Matthew. Thanks for coming along um, and supporting us. Hi, Craig and Lee. Great show. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, question for you both. If you could sign any player from another Premier League team, who would it be? For me, Jack Grealish. Yeah. First name that went into my head as well. Mm. The dream would be Jack Grealish to come and play for Arsenal. I just... To sit, to, I often sit and think about him in an Arsenal kit, not in that way, but you know, just to watch him watch him run on the Emirates and you know to to, to be playing for Arsenal, him and Smith Rowe with their socks rolled down. Yeah, uh, two, English, I'd, I'd, I'd two, two, like two Englishmen in the middle of midfield. What a dream! Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Like you know, uh, I, um, Foden would be another one that I would wouldn't mind. Uh, if I'll be honest, um, but what but, about uh, Lamp? I think is it, is it Lamptey? Um, yeah, Lamptey, you know I mean? number one. But, but if I my, my my the one that would would get me going, like would be like as if we signed someone like like uh, Grealish. Yeah, yeah. I mean that would send out such an int- yeah. I mean, it would send out a lovely. Shot it wouldn't. Around, it wouldn't just send um, out a statement of intent to us fans. I think yeah. it would send a statement of intent out to everyone. Yeah, it hundred percent. It would hundred percent. It would like you know, um, De Bruyne wouldn't be bad neither. The, oh, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad sign. And yeah, perhaps he could yeah. bring. Um, he could be you know good 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 cover, couldn't he? Perhaps he could bring Sterling with him as well. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, this one comes in from uh, BX Gunner eighty one. Thank you very much for your question. Do you guys still believe Arteta can still... Sorry, do you guys still believe Arteta can get the best out of this squad? For me, yes, I do. Um, like we, Me and Lee had a little argument about it on Monday. I, I, I can see the improvement. Now, the league table, unfortunately, doesn't show improvement because, you know, I'm a big believer. The league table doesn't lie. But there has been massive improvement now. Um, if, you, if you look between the lines. I know... Some people don't want to, you know, there's some people out there that don't want to to look. Um, They just want to judge on what they see. But there is signs of improvement there. Um, I can see what he's doing. I can see the style of play he's Mm. trying to promote. But like I've said, I believe he can get the best out of them. But I also believe that he won't do his best until he's got the players in that he wants um, to, to play his system. I've people who've watched this podcast all season know that I've backed Mark, I've, I've backed Mikhail Arteta from the start, and I will continue to do so. But I will say this, and I've said this, I think a couple of weeks ago, if the board back him in the summer, or he sells, you know, the board say right, you've got to sell this many players, and we'll give you this much plus what you make, and he does bring in his own players, and he has a full preseason. If we find ourselves languishing. 7th, 8th, 9th, November, December next year, then there'll have to be some questions asked, Lee. Yeah, yeah, and, and quite rightly so. I think that, um, you know, listen, there has been improvement. You can, you know, when you look at the league table from 
December is what you said. There has been improvement, like you know what I mean. But I looked at for the whole course of season, and I, and I think that with Arsenal fans at times, and you know, they, they seem to forget all the bad stuff and sort of what it was like before Christmas because it was absolutely awful. It was uh, it was painful watching Arsenal, but. Sometimes I think Kevin has always alluded to this and um, has always said it and you have to go through the pain to get the game, you know. So we've gone through the pain. Hopefully we've gone through the pain now of what that was and we've now pushing towards um, improving. And I think that maybe that, that that's the case. I think that um, for me, I think that we're in a... Um, a better position at this moment in time. Look, I, I think... Let's be honest. When was the last time Arsenal went to a team to to a team that's in the top four away from home, and not I say dominated, but we won the game comfortably and never looked in danger. We wasn't mm. hanging on at the end and relieved. It was we were sitting there like you know, what I mean, laughing and joking during a game of football. I don't think I was as relaxed as I've ever been for, for same here in a yeah, game. I was, yeah, I even put the recliner up against Leicester. I had the recliner out. Yeah, yeah it was, wasn't it? It, it? it really was. So, um, you know, uh, I, I think from that point of view, um, you'd have to say that that was a massive positive. Massive. Massive. Matthew, thank you very much for becoming a member, mate. Much appreciated. Thank you You're very welcome. much indeed. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show uh, this evening, unfortunately, because Lee's got to go away. We'll get a couple more in. Uh, this one comes in from Mark. Um, good evening to you, Mark. Thanks for supporting the podcast, mate. Much appreciated. Do you honestly think that Kroenke will give us money, especially with the 120 million loan to payback? Let's hope they don't want it in July. Going to have to sell big if we want to uh, sign play. Oh, sorry, we have to sell to buy. So no Grealish or another major signing. Yeah, well, I think I think um, if if I if I'm led to believe that some of that money will come back from the TV money, you'll be be paid in. So we we should get some some funds so that so we can pay the loan back. Um, yeah, we may have to sell a player or two um, to, to to do that loan. But listen, there's going to be a time. You know, you cannot continue the way we're going because the Cronkies, for instance, if they don't invest, we're going to be tenth, ninth, tenth, eighth next season. No Champions League football, no European football. Be losing money. They're going to have to. It's, we, we ain't on the days now of Arsene Wenger when he when he was, you know. Let's, let's be honest. We, we we didn't think he was, but he was creating miracles, getting teams into top four. So, um, and but in saying that, it's a lot harder to get to top four now than it was back then. You know, what I mean, because you've got Manchester City now and Chelsea. That have, well, Chelsea were there, but Manchester City have come into the to the um, to the to the state of play now, which means that. Where there were three spaces, there's only two, because realistically, Chelsea and Manchester City should always be guaranteed of top four with the money that their 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 owners are investing. Manchester United should always be there because the financial clout they've got. So you've then got Liverpool, Arsenal, Everton, and um, and and them down the road ch- chasing yeah. another spot. You know, so it's going to be tough. So you've got yeah. to invest. I've got two questions here. They kind of intertwine with each other. It comes in from Carol. Uh, I've done it again. Carol. Oh, Carol. Why I keep calling Karen Carol. I'm so sorry, Karen. Um, if the board if the board don't back Mikel, uh, what do the fans do then? If we don't, if he do, if he doesn't get backed, you know, if he doesn't get backed, I think it would be very unfair for us to be sitting here. Then there's got to be process towards. Yeah. 
to the board. And I think that, yeah. you know, and I do think that when the fans come back, I, I think that one, we've all now realised that fans do have a, you know, all, 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 uh, all the financial, like these clubs, all borrowing money and all that, like, you know what I mean? Felt that they could do it without fans for, for, for so many years. And the fans didn't really matter. You know, like, tie, like, and let's be honest, it never mattered, is it, really, the fans? You know, 12.30 kickoffs, 8 o'clock going up for kickoffs in Manchester and all that. Like, all of a sudden now, they realise that the fans are important. Mm. And uh, don't mess with mess with us. You know what I mean? And like, so we've got clout, more clout than what they think they have. Because if it wasn't for no fans going into the grounds, they, they'd be struggling as, as they have done. Mm. So... You know what I mean? Don't take the Mickey out of us, and Cronkies but, don't take the Mickey out of the Arsenal fans. On the flip side of the, on the flip side of having no fans in the stadium, and and them not doing too well, do you think that's had an effect on them? You know, on, let's flip it round. Let's flip it round and say, if there was fans in the stadium, do you think we'd we'd be doing any better? What as a team? Yeah. Yeah, because you know, a lot. Of, you hear a lot of people. On, I hear a lot of people on podcasts. I, I hear a lot of people on podcasts saying, "Oh, thank God, you know, thank God, there's no one in the ground." Thank I think God. that. I think right. that um, we would be probably where we are because I think that we would have won more more home games because we had fans, but we'd have lost more away games because okay. there was, you know, the, the way that it was. Where I think that Arsenal have have been okay, and Mikel Arteta is. Is that when there's we've had poor performances at home, there's been no fans to to voice an opinion and uh, put pressure on. You know, there's nothing worse than when you're walking off with disgruntled fans and all that, like you know. And the board would see that. You know, at the moment when you lose a game or don't play well at home, you know everybody just walks off. But I don't think that would have been the case. You know, certainly like against Manchester City. Oh, you know, playing how much I do for my season ticket, I would have been yeah. furious with that performance. Yeah. Yeah. Not not so much the result or whatever the way the way we went about. I don't want you know. I want to see entertaining football. There was there's a point when they say right, you know, uh, for um for a game of football in the Emirates, to, to when you play one of the big teams, they uh they, you have to it's a grade A games can be hundred pounds. When you say take on someone like Burnley, oh it's you know they're going to come they're going to come and and put banks of four and four up and, uh, and defend. So we'll give you it for forty pounds. So well, so when the big boys come, oh, we, we, Arsenal play the banks of four and four, like you know what I mean. Like so, I want, I want, would want a rebate. So mm-hmm. I think from that point of view, you know, if you're asking fans to be paying out top, top, top uh, prices, you expect them to go for a win, Craig. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely, absolutely. But I do think psychologically, a player, a player might struggle. Or you know, people should say they shouldn't struggle. They get paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week. That's a very good, valid point. But I'm not, a, you know, I'm not. A, I've never been a professional footballer. But I would imagine that playing in empty stadiums and not having the crowd, not having the crowd there to perhaps, you know, cheer you on, g you up, get behind you, would that affect a player psychologically? I don't know. Could do both ways. Listen, footballers don't don't whether you're a professional footballer, non-league footballer, or whatever. Like confidence is still. Whether yeah. you're playing semi-professional or professional or even amateur, if your confidence goes, you're not going to be the same player. And I think that mm. that 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 can happen at, at any stage. You know, what I mean, I think William, look at him. You know, has had, uh, um, um, I would say, uh, a confidence issue because he's certainly not played well. You can't turn around and say this because he's not a good player because he is. He wouldn't be where he is. He's Brazilian international, but yeah. uh, surely a lack of confidence is 
has made him the way he is. And 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 look at him after a little after he's gained a little bit of confidence from Thursday's game. Look at his performance on Sat, Sat, Sunday. So I think confidence is a big thing. Of course, it is. Yeah. Well, come on this one. We're going to finish on this one. And this one comes in from Bearded Goon and Media. Good evening to you, sir. How are you? Good, sir. I hope you're well. Uh, great show last night. If anyone's wondering, this is Tanner, who is the host of the same old Arsenal USA. Please go and subscribe, subscribe to his channel, uh, Bearded Guna Media. He has his own channel, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Bearded Guna. Please do both. Go and show him some support. He says, if Mikhail Arteta gets in his players this summer with a proper preseason, what's the expectation of placement in the league next season? Great, great question. Um, I, I, I think that um, with his own players, and also, which is more as just as important, a year's experience as, yes. as managing there, like you know that, that which you know he would have got experience now. Well, you can't going into the next season. You can't turn around and say, "Oh, well, he's an he's an experienced manager now. He's a novice. He's had a year and a half's experience of managing a football club and a big football club, and a yeah. lot of things that have gone on in that. Which surely. Uh, have made him a lot better. So I, I, I think the expectation, I'm not saying we're going to win the league and I want us challenging it. You know, yeah. Leicester have challenged for the title this season. They're not going to win it, but they've challenged. You know what I mean? Because they've challenged, they're still in with a chance of top four and that's exactly what I expect and want from Arsenal next season. Yeah, same as me. I think a top four finish, a European finish would have to be the minimum expectation, whether that would be a Europa League finish or, or a Champions League finish. Ultimately, Champions League finish would be very nice. But I think, you know, a European finish has got to be has got to be the number one priority for a club like Arsenal. Whether it comes from winning the FA Cup, whether it comes from you know, if we win the Europa League this year, we might find ourselves in the Champions League already next year. So, hmm. you know, swings and roundabouts, swings and roundabouts, mate. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Uh, always enjoyed these chats with just yeah, me and Lee. Yeah, I enjoy it. I don't know if yeah. it's quick, isn't it? It does go quick. It does go very quick. Uh, I'm just conscious for you, mate, because I know you've got you've got to no, get off. You want me to, uh, you know, visit the bathroom and have. <laughs> so, thank you very much to you all uh, for coming along and oh, joining. Morning. Thanks to all the members. Thanks for everyone who's joined this evening. Much appreciated as always. Uh, thanks for everyone who came and watched and watched us live. Until I see you tomorrow morning, take care of yourselves and each other. Lee, thank you, you very much, sir. No problems. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.